Hello, and welcome to the podcast for the Ontario Animal Health Network, the place for up-to-date animal health information in Ontario. This podcast was designed to give veterinarians and their staff easy access to some quick and useful information while getting on with their busy lives. My name is Dr. Andrew Vince, pathologist with the Animal Health Laboratory, and I'm here today to talk to Dr. Melanie Barham coordinator of the Ontario Animal Health Network, who's going to tell us a bit about what this network system is all about. Welcome, Melanie. Thanks, Andy. So we've been doing podcasts together for the past four months and have mentioned something called OON, or the Ontario Animal Health Network. What is an OON? Am I pronouncing it right? OHAN? OWAN? OWN? Okay, so that's a great question. This is probably the most frequent thing that I'm asked. So what is it that you're doing exactly? Um, So we're working on this program called the Ontario Animal Health Network, and I pronounce it Owen, but I guess you could pronounce it just about however you want. I I guess I feel like Ohan is a bit Lord of the Rings for my stuff, but but Owen is how I say it. Um, Really what it is, it's a new way to think about uh, animal disease surveillance in Ontario. It's, um, it was a program that was developed through, um, we were given some money through Growing Forward 2, which is a grant given by the government, um, so federal and provincial, and it was given, the money was given to OMAFRA, and OMAFRA contracted it to the Animal Health Lab. So we were working in tandem to get this, get this job done. The way that it works is that each species is going to have an expert network, every species including fish and bees and all of those things across Ontario. And really what it is, it's a collaborative approach to make sure that veterinarians in practice, together with producers and or owners, are sharing information back and forth with the lab experts, research and referral experts, and government experts. How was it decided that we needed a program like this? Uh, awesome question. So uh, kind of over over many years, there's been a demonstrated need from uh, stakeholders, and they've been asking for a more collaborative approach. As new diseases arise, it's pretty clear that working together works better than working in silos or working apart from each other, um, with one group trying to do this and one group trying to do this. Uh, a perfect example of this is the PED story in Ontario. Um, PED is porcine epidemic diarrhea, and you might have heard about it in the news. It's a pretty devastating disease in pigs. causes high morbidity and high mortality in piglets. Um, It really spreads easily and rapidly, so it's a pretty big deal when it came to Ontario. Um, We we suspect it came from another continent, um, and it uh, jumped over to the U.S., and then somehow it ended up coming to Canada. Um, In Ontario, we were successfully able to keep the infected farm percentage rate down to 2% instead of 50% as was seen in other countries. So, and the way that that was accomplished was really by everybody working together. So all the major groups came together and said, right, this is a big problem. We need to figure out how we're going to do this and how we're going to tackle this. And I think it it really demonstrated, um, it really demonstrated the need for this collaborative way way to move forward. Melanie? Can you give me a breakdown of how this program works? So each expert network in each species, um, so I mentioned that everything from fish and bees and sheep and goats, they're all going to have a network. Um, On each network, there's going to be an an animal health lab expert, um, an OMAFRA species specialist, and an OBC species specialist, and then up to three expert private practicing veterinarians um, who are selected from their peers uh, to to represent the the veterinarians that work on that species. 
and most species of veterinarians working on a specific species will be surveyed about what they're seeing in practice. This is already happening in several industries, so the veterinarians are asked, okay, what is it that you're seeing? Are you seeing more of this or less of this? Um, are you seeing more than last year? Then what we do is we collect the lab data from that period of time and we look at it together with the survey information. The group meets on a conference call uh, and they talk about the topics and what they're seeing and then discusses what should be done and what are the actual trends. So really it's the emphasis is on talking about those topics and deciding on something to do about it as opposed to just saying, well, that's interesting um, and moving on from there. So a vet report is created after that and it's sent to all the veterinarians who work on that species and then ever, so that everybody knows what's going on in Ontario. So even if Andy and I might be, you know, we might be practices down the road from each other, but we might not always be able to get together and talk about what we're seeing. So this is a way to share that information without, um, without the need for, you know, actually being friends with absolutely everybody in your entire uh, province. The next part that we're working on is bringing in producers. So in some industries, this might be a report for producers, or it might be more of a quick note or a tweet or something like that, or we might hand it off to a competent industry group who might be able to um, take the veterinary information and translate it into something that producers might find interesting. Well, that sounds like a lot of talking and a lot of meetings. Uh, yeah, it really is, Andy, but it's really uh, it's really important because it's about getting the right people at the table um, at the right time to talk about the right things. So diseases aren't always the focus, but they could be impending threats, welfare issues, antimicrobial resistance, or all sorts of things like that. It's really about making sure that vets know and trust who they should call in an emergency and knowing that people in government lab and, and the vet college know who they can call in case they need a, a real life practicing veterinarian to, um, to give an idea of what will this work in the field or not. Um, it's putting a face uh, and creating a relationship between all kind of an interface between these two, two worlds. So it's kind of, in a way, it's sort of um, reinforcing this phone-a-friend behavior that we know that we all do as veterinarians. If you have a problem, you're most likely to call your friend and say, geez, I had this really weird case. So this is kind of just extending that network. The other thing is, is that in an emergency situation, if we have a case where we need an expert opinion from a practicing veterinarian, it's super easy to just assemble this group and they've already worked together and it's like a, it hopefully would be like, like a well-oiled machine. So this network can get involved when there are crises within each individual industry. Yeah, they might be called upon to comment on issues and help develop a strategy. The vets on the network should really be um, key people in the industry who are trusted and um, and kind of collegial and key influencers within their and within their local networks. For that reason, because they are they're really representing the veterinarians in their that work in their field. How do producers and owners fit into the meshwork that is the Ontario Animal Health Network? So as the networks are set up, uh, we're involving producer groups to determine how the information from the calls should be used the best. So they may not be interested in the super technical um, aspects of the veterinary report, but, um, but maybe they would be interested in something like a Facebook t a post, a tweet, or an article in Ontario Farmer um, that might be a little more practical for farmers to say, this is, maybe, this is maybe something to keep on your radar, talk to your veterinarian about whether this is happening at your farm or not. Um, um, and, that, and just recognizing the main diseases or something like that.
So what you're saying is part of this process involves in engaging in social media. So which online networking systems are you currently engaged in? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. So first of all, of course, we have our podcast, which you know because you're listening. Mm -hmm. um, we also have just launched our Facebook and Twitter feeds. So you can find us at the Ontario Animal Health Network if you find that if you search that on Facebook. You may also find us on Twitter at AuntAnn Health Network um, on Twitter on our Twitter feed and. Um, we were aiming to update that on a daily basis uh, with some interesting news articles. So it's a good place for veterinarians, for producers. It's main, it's mainly geared towards veterinarians and their staff with some, you know, updates on animal health. But it's interesting stuff that you can use to easily mm -hmm. repost to your own Facebook or Twitter feed if you're trying to maintain that for your clinic too. Thank you, Melanie, for providing some insight into this new program, and thank you out there for listening to this podcast. If you'd like further information regarding the Ontario Animal Health Network and how you can be involved, please contact them through Facebook or Twitter. This is Dr. Andrew Vince with the Animal Health Laboratory, wishing you a good day.